90% of the fish are caught by 10% of the fishermen. Of 100 boats going out on a Saturday, 80 of them are following the crowd. 10 of them shouldn't be past the inlet. Eight are dialed in for the most part, but two are professionals that are relentlessly dedicated to putting fish on deck despite any conditions, day in and day out, adapting and using past experience. Sit down, strap in, and get ready to take some notes. We're going to take the fishing game to the next level. Welcome to the Obsidian Fishing Podcast. What is going on, guys? Today we're going to be going over how to fish a planer rod with a bridle. The biggest wahoo and the biggest tuna I have ever caught were both on a planer rod. Start with the wahoo. We're fishing out of Oregon Inlet and the big eye tuna bite was going off. So we got in the 36 yellowfin, drove up the road from where I lived about three hours, put the boat in the water, <clears throat> zero dark 30, trolling around, no bites, about 9.30, the planer rod popped. We thought we had a nice tuna on. We were fishing a, like a little mini Islander. It was blue and white. And it was on a medium ballyhoo. Nothing big, just a small tuna lure. So we were trolling that, and planer rod popped. Fish ran. Fought him, fought him, fought him. Got up next to the boat where we could start seeing some uh, color in the water. Big ass wahoo. Weighed in at 98 pounds. That thing had bit like a little six-aught J-hook. It was a miracle. I mean, he just happened to bite in the right place. He could have sliced that fluorocarbon leader. I think we were fishing 150 fluoro. No wire on it at all. And... <laughs> Caught that big, that was the biggest Wahoo I've, I've ever been on the boat that uh, the team has landed. So that was a really good time. And then we also went bluefin tuna fishing out of Oregon Inlet when the commercial grouper season opened out of the uh, 36 yellowfin as well. It was so rough that day that those big sport fishers around us, you know, the 30, 40, 50, 60 footers, we'd go down a wave trough and the boats would just disappear around us. That was the only day I'd ever been seasick, <laughs> but uh, we still did all right. We caught a three uh, after we corded out and everything. The <clears throat> weight on them was 350 and a 250 pound bluefin tuna. Both of those were on a planer rod as well. I think we were using the guy I fished with. He really liked to fish like a uh, jumbo ballyhoo. And it was like a silver or white Islander head. And then the skirt was just silver with flash. Not the white, but the silver. And uh, just throw that on a ballyhoo. And that, that that was like one of his favorite rigs to, for big bluefin tuna. Nothing really special about that. You know, it was just bluefin tuna fishing. Commercial, we, you know, for commercial use. And we sold them. It was a good time. Took all three of us to yank both those fish over the side of the gunnel, and uh, especially with the waves rocking. <laughs> but uh, point is, if you guys aren't fishing a planer rod, I definitely think you should get into it because I think wahoo it is crucial. I've caught a few, you know, mahi and tuna on it, but it seems to me like the wahoo absolutely love a planer rod, and you know most fish. 
or excuse me, fish do most of their feeding subsurface. If you think about as far as the pelagics go, you know, you're not always seeing them up on top crushing something, you know, in the spread. They definitely do, you know, they're chasing flying fish and everything, but they're kind of like, you know, trout in a stream. Trout will <clears throat> prefer a subsurface over like a surface presentation a lot of time because it's not as aggressive. And sometimes those fish are just placed, you know, in a deeper part of the water column. So I would run minimum one planer rod. And then if you can run two, and there's a tactic with running two, you got to be careful with that. But um, it's definitely worth the money. It's worth the effort. And you just got to be paying attention when you see that bite. You got to be able to back down on that drag. The way we fished a planer rod was, you know, on a bent butt out of the corner of the, uh, you know, the port starboard corner. And we fished the biggest planer. I forget the size off the top of my head, but biggest planer usually most of the time. And then one, a couple sizes smaller. So like on starboard side, we'd run that really deep one pretty close to the boat we'd have maybe 50 foot of fluorocarbon behind the the bridle or mono um behind that bridle and then you know you got your i don't know six to ten foot leader everybody has different preference on leader length for ballyhoo fishing <clears throat> i like a little bit longer one that way i can kind of get my hands on it and gaff that fish you know once he starts kind of getting up towards where the engines are so I have control of them. But um, anyways, back to the deep planer rod. So you want to fish that one. Like, don't let a ton of line out. You're going to want that, that really big planer rod to dig down deep, pretty close to the boat. And then if you want to fish another one, you got to be really careful if you're fishing one off like the port corner, port corner two. I'd pick one two or three sizes smaller, and then I'm going to let a lot more line out. And that's still going to get your planer down but it's not going to be in the same vicinity as the one on the starboard side because <clears throat> a it'll be placed farther back and that way when you're turning the boat which you know you do it, it's not going to cross over if you've got two planers at the exact same de depth and uh you know length the leader out you're, you're definitely going to run in tangles when you're turning sometimes the only bites that we got the entire day were on the planer rod you know, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, sometimes it, it doesn't matter what you do. They're chewing the paint outside the boat. They're coming up. They're crushing everything. But other days, it's been the pl the planer rod has been a star of the show. I definitely definitely feel like we miss bites if we weren't fishing a planer rod. I eventually, I I never had you know a center console boat when I was fishing a lot in North Carolina in high school, but. The guys that I would go with that didn't have a planer rod, we would not catch as many fish as the guys who did have a planer rod. And I end up buying my own. Um, you know, if you're if you're looking into getting one, definitely use a bent butt, heavy rod with a swivel tip, and I recommend at least the 80 wide because of the drag that is required to hold that planer. You know, in place, you definitely want something heavy and fish it with you know some braid. And then a nice fluorocarbon or mono leader. You, you could get away with mono, but, you know, a lot of guys, are, they're spending a bunch of money, so they're going to fish that fluorocarbon um, behind the bridle. Bridles you can make yourself. I 
know how to make them, but I haven't done it in a while, and it's a little bit of a process. They're they're easy to make once you get the hang of it, but definitely like hang out with somebody who knows how to do it before you just go <laughs> start watch a YouTube video and start making your own bridal rigs. You know, you don't want something <clears throat> to break or like your knots come undone or whatever. So if you, if you're not interested in making your own. Just pick one up from the tackle shop. I'm sure it'll be all right. But moving on, wahoo fishing. If you get a bite on the planer rod, you know, a lot of times those wahoo come through the spread, swipe your bait, cut it in half. Sometimes they get hooked up. A lot of the times they don't. That's just how the wahoo, um, that's just how they feed. They come through, swipe something, cut it in half, come back, and eat the rest. So one thing you can do is... If he bites it, you'll see that planer rod pop. Sometimes he'll pop the planer. Sometimes he won't. You can, A, drop it back in free spool, and he'll come back and eat it. And then, you know, you just turn up the drag on him, and boom, you got him. I went fishing with a professional mate, though, who did it for a living. You know, worked on one of his boats. Goes to Mexico in the winter, South Florida, and all that kind of stuff. He was telling me, which I saw it, we – uh, crush the wahoos one day with his tactic. So if you get a bite on that planer rod, he would take it and crank it as fast as he can, as long as that planer popped. Crank it up as fast as he can, and then that wahoo will sometimes bring more wahoo up with him, up to your spread. So if you crank that planer up and it brings your bait up in the, you know, into the top, to the top of the water column, he can bring that wahoo bit bring his friends up and you'll have a double triple header going we actually had two doubles one day doing that i couldn't believe it because everything i had been taught was always you know when that wahoo mahi tuna whatever hits your bait he doesn't get hooked up on that initial swipe you drop it back and he comes back hits it and then you turn up the dragon you got him hooked but that's just something that uh you know maybe you guys should give a tr- give it a try next time you go wahoo fishing if you're fishing the planer rod because sometimes those wahoos, especially in the fall, will be schooled up. The males, you know, they're they're typically out there in the deeper water, and the females are, you know, in the the shallower water spawning. That's why those guys that are king mackerel fishing will catch like those monster wahoos, you know, on like a live shad or whatever when they're fishing kingfish tournaments. Because those big females come ashore to spawn. But offshore, definitely try that tactic. You know, you can get a double triple header, tri- double triple header going. <laughs> and uh, if you are fishing with a crew, you've got to like set the standard for how to fish that planer rod too. You know, walk everybody through the basics, how it works, what to do. And what I mean by that is when that planer rod pops, you know, if little Timmy's back there on the corner, you want to make sure he doesn't just start cranking away at it. Or doesn't you know? Or puts the drag in free spool. You gotta, you gotta explain to them, you know, when that planer pops, they get a fish on. You gotta back down the drag just a bit to where they can run. You know, you know, you don't rip that fish's lips off. Also, you know, people get so excited sometimes where they're cranking in a fish and they'll get the planer rod and then boom, they crank the the bridle and the planer all the way up into the tip of the rod and then you're jammed up and then you're you're in trouble right or it's a complete clusterfuck so have a mate you know somebody who's designated when that planer rock comes up and you're see, you know you got eyes on it 
you guys maybe help the guy pull the rod out of the gunnel, walk it up to you know mid part of the boat. That way the mate can reach back there, unclip the bridle the or the planer off the bridle, and the guy who's winding the fish can keep winding and, and uh, wind up that wind on leader or until the mate can grab that fluoro with the wire leader, however you got it rigged up. You know, usually I, I like about a 10-foot piece of fluoro and then, you know, three-foot piece of wire. So, however you guys got it rigged up, just make sure you, know, you guys have those standard operating procedures explained at the beginning of the day. That way, everybody knows their roles, what to expect, that kind of thing with a plane rod, because it is definitely not the same thing as, you know, your other trolling rods that you're using. I'll be doing a YouTube video showing my planer rod setup, so that way you guys can kind of have a visual on uh, what it actually looks like if you guys don't have any experience with it. It definitely is a skill, and once you master it, you will be putting more fish in the boat. You know, if you guys are pulling Wahoo or some other kind of lure or anything like that. And one thing to think about, too, is like if you didn't want to do two planer rods, you could always throw a plug off one side and then your planer rod off the other. And you could let that plug have more line out away from, you know, where you've got that planer rod set so those two don't tangle up. So make sure, you know, everybody on the boat's on the same page with like how, you know, your trolling spread should be set up. If you guys have any questions about what I went over today, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram. Really enjoy talking about the planer rig. It has done amazing things for me. Put tons of fish in the boat, and I think it'll help you guys out as well. You know, and uh, if you don't have a boat, and you you know there's some people that are fishing and they don't have a planer rod, it might be wise of you to get a planer rod so that way, you know, everybody wants to take you fishing. So <laughs> that was, you know, one of the ways that uh, I got invited on trips when I was in high school and you know, making seven twenty-five an hour at the marina. All right, guys, really appreciate you guys tuning in. If you guys enjoy the show, please send it to a friend, share it, leave a review, and uh, let's all catch some more fish, man. Until next time, tight lines, boys.